You are listening to the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast with Chris and Garrett. Hi, this is Chris, and welcome to the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast. This is a bonus episode. With all of the technical issues that we had over the past month, we were way behind on our podcast delivery schedule. We dropped uh, the Highlander episode yesterday, and today, Tuesday, I decided to drop a second episode uh, to give you few listeners out there, <laughs> all four of you, uh, uh, an extra episode. This one is uh, a commentary that Garrett and I did uh, for an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie from 87, The Running Man, which is loosely, and I mean very loosely based on a Stephen King novel, although it may be a novella. It's a short novel. Uh, it was written originally under his pseudonym Richard Bachman, and I remember reading it a few years before the movie came out. And when I saw the trailer for the movie back in the 80s, I remember thinking this has nothing to do with the book as as far as like the title, uh, you know, the title is the same and maybe some of the initial premise is the same, but everything else is wildly different. Uh, as you'll find in the commentary that follows, this is not a favorite movie of Garrett's and mine. I mean, we remembered it as something we enjoyed watching back in the 80s. Uh, it has some charms. It's it's a bit crazy. It's a bit bonkers in some places. Uh, I believe the late Yafet Kato is, uh, is in this. If I'm not mistaken, I have to go back and look at my notes. Uh, he passed away recently. A couple of things I wanted to point out in this episode. You actually get to hear my wife, uh, Lauren. She makes a cameo appearance uh, before we start the commentary. And uh, let me think, is there anything else I wanted to comment on? Uh, we do talk about the fact that this was uh, directed by Paul Michael Glazer, who was on the show back in the 70s, Starsky and Hutch, which was a favorite of mine growing up. And uh, I think Paul is a terrific director. I think he's gone on to do other, you know, better movies. I believe this was his first film. And for a first film, I mean, it's not bad. It, he manages to do a lot uh, for, for an 80s action film. If you've never seen it and you want to watch, uh, and you want to watch along with us as we do our commentary, uh, it's definitely worth seeing. It's, it's kind of the quintessential action 80s movie. So here it is, The Running Man. Okay, so when, uh, you know, we were like, what are we going to watch this time? I really kind of went into it like, well, I thought we could do another Van Damme, but then I was like, oh, maybe, maybe later. I just thought, let's change it up a little bit. I know the last time we watched that Burt Reynolds movie, which uh, was a lot of fun. I was good seeing that again. Um, but it was really purely just from looking at, okay, what's on prime and what's free to watch. And right. believe it or not, this was one of the first things that popped up. So I was like, Oh, I hadn't seen this in a long time. Me either, man. So this will be, it'd be fun to be yeah. fun to watch it. But I'm, I'm coming into it. Really. I didn't look up anything on it. I mean, I pulled up the Wikipedia entry just cause I was trying to check like the date and stuff. What is the date? Uh, it came out in 1987. Okay. Um, but just in the process of pulling the page up, what's interesting is I completely forgotten. I knew this when it came out, but it was directed by Paul Michael Glazer. Do you know who that is? See the guy from um, 
No, he's not. It's not the guy from. That's not the. Like my two dads guy, is it? No, 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 no. You you were close though. He he was a television actor. Um, he was Starsky on Starsky and Hutch. Oh, dude. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, this was like one of several movies that he directed. And um, I remember when I, because I, I always liked Starsky and Hutch growing up. I know we've talked about Starsky and Hutch before. And he was actually my favorite. A lot of people liked Hutch, but I liked Starsky. And um, I remember when he was like moving out of acting and going into directing. And I was kind of like, at the time I was like, oh yeah, cool. He was that guy on that show I used to watch. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And the only thing I remember about him is he did that movie like after the running man, he did that movie with Kevin Bacon. Um, it was like the basketball in Africa movie. I think it was called the air up there or something like that. Where it's yeah. Kevin Bacon plays this guy who's like trying to recruit for the NBA. And he finds this guy in Africa. who's like seven after, foot five or something. And yeah, when they were doing, that was during the height of when they did the, um, the Jamaican bobsledding team. Yeah. Yeah. String of those movies like that. Yeah, exactly. And I remember, like, I think you and I went to see that, like, a bunch of us, like you and me and Rhonda and pro who probably maybe um, Crystal and others um, went to go see it. Because uh, I remember us all being kind of a group going to see it. But, yeah, it was pretty good. But this movie, um, hey, honey, Warren just walked in. <laughs> Put her on Zoom. <laughs> Come on over here. Say hey. No, say hey to get. Well, look, hey Crystal made an appearance. That's right. She made an appearance. It's only fair. There's my sweet wife. Hey, Garrett. Hi, right, Lauren. Long time no see. I know. Good to see you. I said the same thing to Crystal. I, said, I know. I said, we got to get together. I feel like it sounds good to me. So we yeah. we joke that you and Crystal should do one of these. <laughs> Garrett said, <laughs> after talking about five minutes, y'all be both asleep. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> That's Garrett. I, I Garrett, Garrett, Garrett is doing the image of what it would look like for the rest <laughs> of the journey. Yeah. I, I'm not even going to try to say it's not true. <laughs> but um, the, the, the movie is actually, I don't know if you knew this, is based on a Stephen King short story. And that sounds familiar as well, but I did I don't, I did not yeah. remember that until well, you said it. But it does sound I read the story in, in my mid to late teens and I didn't get to see the movie when it came out originally because it was R rated. And I think I didn't see it until I was probably about 18 or 19. It was a couple years after the movie came out. And it it. <laughs> okay. only, the only similarity I think it has with the short story is the name. It's like everything, the story is so completely different. I mean, the premise is kind of the same, but like what happens in the movie doesn't even happen in the book. I mean, it's so wildly different. Um, but that was kind of par for the course for Stephen King. Sometimes he'd, you know, he'd sell the rights to something and yeah, would get a hold of it, just completely change stuff. But um, anyway, it, but uh, yeah, I think this was like, this was Schwarzenegger right around the time. Like, I think it was before or right around the time he did Predator. So you know, he had done the Terminator a few years before and he had kind of a couple in Commando and those. Mm -hmm. And this was kind of somewhere, I think, in between Commando and Predator, somewhere around in there. But anyway. Um, I think I saw this movie at the Riverdale. 
movie theater at the you mean, you mean uh, Riverview. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a dollar movie Riverview. theater. Riverview, the dollar, the dollar theater up there. Yeah. Next to the old Big Star. And yeah. I drove library. past that area not too long ago. Um, and it's like, what, a gas station and a car wash now or something? Yep. It's like, I mean, it, I mean, it's kind of sad. I mean, it's like, because I remember that. Now, I remember when Riverview, when it was like, my parents would like, we don't want you going to that Riverview because back in like the seventies and like early, yes, it, went, it went to a, it showed porn movies, showed dirty movies there. Yeah. And, uh, and of course and then it went to the dollar theater thing. Well, it was, it did a, it did a combination. So it was doing dirty movies, but it was also showing like, uh, uh, Kung Fu movies as well. Cause I remember on the marquee, it would, it would be like, you know, <laughs> hot kittens and then it was a double feature something like hot kittens and then you know uh bruce lee lives or something you know, <laughs> you know some crazy combo of stuff and i remember as a kid we'd drive by and i'd be like mom is that a movie theater and she, she's like it's a dirty it's movie a, theater don't you ever do that it's a chinese restaurant <laughs> yeah exactly but then when they finally shifted over to the dollar movie theater and they were showing like you know like Hollywood movies, like blockbuster movies. Um, I went, I remember, I know you and I went there a few times. I think Rob Stanley and I went there a few times. Like, I mean, anytime something came out, if I wanted to see it again, I'd wait for it to come to Riverview and, and go see oh, it. Oh yes. You Dude, know? I saw, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street there. Oh, yeah. um, I think I saw, I saw a bunch of, I mean, probably like, couple of those like the the like the sequels to like breaking like maybe breaking two and then yep. a couple other dance movies that were yep. like that were like or like knockoffs of that stuff yeah i remember seeing it seeing them there they were like not good but yeah. i mean but it, hey there were it's a dollar on a dollar on a friday night i mean oh yeah you know it I mean, wasn't it was, it was great cheap to mean if yeah, it's really that expensive yeah i missed i mean i know there's like the movie theater in uh graham like we went to go see Jaws, you know, the uh, last year. Right. Um, it's really, I mean, I, I'm, I kind of hope when like, when this whole Corona mess finally blows over and theaters open back up, I mean, I would love to see like, I mean, I've already been seeing stuff about how drive-in movie theaters kind of made a comeback, but it would it's be, nice. which is fantastic. I'd love. Yeah. There's one in Henderson, like 30 minutes from us. We've been meaning to go, but, we just hadn't had a chance really to, to get out there. But, um, but I really would love to see like these small movie theaters with like two screens, like Riverview was, you know, that just, they're like in neighborhoods, you know, and they're just real. But I remember that just, this just popped into my head. I'll have to look it up sometime. There was a story and it was back in the eighties and it was a story on, like on the news about the smallest movie theater in the United States. And basically it was like this dude owned a farm and he had this like shack on the property and it was big enough for like 10 people. And he put a movie projector in the shack with a screen and started like, you know, basically selling tickets to people who lived in his area because apparently the nearest movie theater was like an hour away. And right. he worked out a deal where the, the, the studios would send him movies like kind of the second run, kind of like with the dollar movie theaters. They'd get them after they'd been in the main theaters 
And so I remember it was at the time ET came out or it was sometime after ET came out and here he was showing ET in this little shack for like 10 people. And part of the shack he had converted into a concession stand. It was really cool. And I remember as a kid watching that going, that is the most awesome thing I've ever seen. This dude built a movie theater on his property, you know, so neighbors who lived close by. It was it, it was somewhere around the Midwest where there's just like, you know, nothing but farmland. But um Right. But it was kind of cool that, you know, I just you know, I love the the big theaters with all the screens. It gives you all these choices to see whatever, like AMC and, and all those. But I do miss the days of when it was like one screen, two screens, you know, and if yep. you wanted to see it, you better catch it that week or you were gonna miss it, you know. Oh, I remember being in, in New Mexico. I told you this um I was about seven, some and six or seven, and we we were in New Mexico. We we're visiting my grandparents, and uh, we saw Moonraker, James Bond. Oh in yeah! Theater. And it was a it was a twin. It was a twin. Yep. You know, at a twin theater, and I remember my parents wanted to see it, and of course didn't have a babysitter. I don't know why. I guess they didn't want me to leave me. I don't know why they didn't leave me with with the grandparents, but it took me to see it, and so like I remember seeing James Bond for the first time. And I've and I've told you before I've seen every James Bond film with my parents at the since we yeah. haven't missed one yet. So yeah, and I hopefully we won't miss one this year. You know, I'm I've been fortunate because I think like the last probably well, the last I think four since, or five. I think since so Pierce Brosnan, his second one was what? Um The World Is Not Enough. No, 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 Tomorrow Never Dies. I think since Tomorrow Never Dies. I've gone to see the Bond movies with you and your parents. You have been, you've been, I, I you've been adopted into the Grimshaw yeah. James Bond viewing party. Yeah, exactly. I always look forward. I was so bummed with everything that happened that the the latest one got delayed. Uh, I was a casualty of COVID. Catching up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just, you know, I was just remembering you were talking about the the theater in um, New Mexico. So when I was at Campbell in Dunn, which is right down the road from Bowie's Creek. Yeah. There was a there was a twin theater there. And gosh, I remember that was like my my getaway. Um, especially when I was in law school there where I think that's a church now, isn't it? It is. I think I think the last time I was there, we were there because that Dunn is where um Lauren's uh sister Ariana got married. Um, at some historical house or something that was there. And I remember we drove by that area and I was like, oh man, it's like, there's not a theater there anymore. You know, it's like, it was like a church, like some sort of Pentecostal holiness type church. Right. Um, but I just remember like when I was an undergrad and then when I was in law school, like that movie theater was like my getaway because, um, especially in law school, because you know, all of the hours I spent during the week studying and doing this and doing that. I, my classes ended early on Friday and I would always go, I didn't care what was playing. I would just like, just to go sit in that movie theater for two hours and not think about anything related to school or my life. But I, remember I saw speed there. I saw T2 for like the second or third time. And and then a bunch of other like nine, early ninety mid nineties you know B movies and stuff like that. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, but you know you just said something a minute ago that made me think. 
one of the things we should probably do is maybe as we get closer to the new Bond movie, when it finally comes out, we should do some Bond movies. That would be fun. Yeah, because there's there's some that I haven't seen, like some of the Sean Connery ones. I think I've seen all of the Roger Moore ones. I didn't see the one with George Lazenby, um, or I've seen parts of it. Uh, I've seen all of Pierce Brosnan's, and I've seen all of um, yeah everything Daniel Craig's. I've seen definitely seen everything from Roger Moore up, and I've seen most of Sean Connery stuff. I probably have missed one or two of Sean Connery stuff. Cause I, it was just at the time it was, it felt like it was old, but it really wasn't that old, but it just felt like it was old. Yeah. You know, at the time, I mean, I, I enjoy it now more than I did then. I think I, mean, I grew up with, you know, I mean, it was same with you growing up with, you know, with Roger Moore as my James Bond. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I know some people hate Jet Roger Moore. I, and I get why sometimes they don't like him, but, yeah. but, 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 but as a kid, Moore. but as a kid, you love the get, I mean, like the gadgets and all the yeah. stuff. Is, His gadgets were and, awesome. That's what made it. That's what made it. He was know, so. I mean, I mean, he was he was kind of campy with his performance, but I got to say that dude was slick. I mean, he just he was like, just you know. I think whenever I think of Roger Moore, I think debonair. I mean, he oh, was yeah. just like he 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 knew how to wear a tuxedo. Like he was oh, sharp looking, especially when those early ones he did. I mean, nobody could touch him. I mean, like Sean Connery, I like Sean Connery. I think he was a good Bond. But those, especially those early Roger Moore Bond movies, that dude, he like he had it. He just he, he was. I mean, I, I mean, I love him. I mean, you know, he's he's got a place. And I think you and I both agreed. We talked this before, and I know we're going off on a tangent here on things, but Timothy Dalton, I think, is the most one of the most underrated James Bonds we ever had. It's like That's going, I preach. Preach. I think I mean like I remember singing his movies and I like I like this guy. I love like and it was like I guess we were like like before our times it's just like you know like people weren't ready for him I guess because because supposedly yeah. supposedly yeah. he bombed but they were good. I don't Yeah, I love like The Living Daylights and License to Kill. I I think I've seen those movies more than any of the other Bond movies. And I think part of the reason why was like, he came along when I was in my, you know, mid teens. Right. And that was like right in the sweet spot. And I remember like seeing Roger Moore's last one, V to a kill. And I enjoyed it, but I was just like, he's just camping this up. And and at that point I had started reading. He was getting older too. And yeah, he was. Grace Jones and that. Yeah, it was just, like... it was so over the top. And so when Dalton came, you know, to the role, like he took it seriously. And that's like, and in a lot of ways, his movies, I think kind of. Prelude to the Daniel Craig. Exactly. Prelude to the Daniel Craig. And, but like Dalton just was really good as Bond. Like to me, like, cause at that time I'd started reading the uh, Ian Fleming novels, like the, the novels, the movies are based on. And I got to say of all the Bonds, I felt like, the way Fleming described Bond and the way Bond carries himself in those movies. Like I, I totally like, I was like Dalton read those books. He knows this character. Like he took it seriously. Like, like he did his research. Like this is an acting role. I'm going to do all the research. I'm going to know this character inside and out. And that's how I'm going to play it. Because <clears throat> just based on my reading of those original books, it's like, 
I think of Timothy Dalton, or I, I, I would yeah. think of him as I read those books more than any other actor. He is, he is, Timothy Dalton is like the combination of, he's got the looks of Pierce Bronson. Yep. But the, but he's got the full seriousness of what Daniel Craig brings to it yeah. and combines them. And, you know, that's, yeah. he's kind of like the living embodiment of, of those two. I mean, because, because yeah. I mean, Pierce Bronson, I mean, his version was great. I loved the way he, he was. He should have been it earlier, but he I made just, a better bond. I wish he had older. better movies. He, he made it better being older because, I mean, I, know, I, I remember reading keeping up with at the time, like when he was doing Remington Steel. Oh yeah. And, and, and I think he would have been great then, but at the same time he was so, he was, he was a little thinner, a little younger. He was, I think he was too young. Yeah. And I, so I, so I, so I think when he finally came along, I think he was, he was yeah. seasoned. He was a seasoned mm -hmm. actor or a season, he had a seasoned look to him, but still young. And I will say this as much as I love Timothy Dalton. As, I mean, I, I've, I've enjoyed all the bonds. But of them all, if I had, if I could only pick one movie, my choice would be Goldeneye. I think it's Brosnan's best Bond movie, and in a lot of ways, I think it's just, to me it's like a perfect Bond movie. Like it's it's got an exciting, you know, opening. It's got you know some nice twists and turns in it. It's got a really good cast, and Brosnan just he comes to it like you can tell it's like. So he missed the chance in the 80s, right. you know, and it's, so it's like, I feel like he came to this with his A game, like, yeah. I'm going to show you that I am James Bond, and he really sold it. And I think it's a shame because while I enjoyed his other movies, I, I kind of enjoyed them. Each one I enjoyed a little less than the one before it. Like, so by the time they got to Die Another Day, I just felt you're, like you were ready to die another day. Yeah. Well, I just felt like they were like, I almost want, I was like, you know, you should have done this with Roger Moore. This, this thing is so campy and so hokey. And it's like, it's just that's like, the one with the, with the, with the frozen thing. This one. Yeah. It's the one with Halle Berry and um, yeah. the ice. Yes. The ice thing. Yeah. So just cheese camp. And yeah. I, I really hated it because I felt like Brosnan really wanted to do things like the living daylights and license to kill that kind of, and even like, like as much, I, I like Daniel Craig. I think he's a really good bond. I like his interpretation of it because it is different, but I look at his movies and I think, man, I really think Brosnan would have killed these movies. Like he would have just come in here and he would have killed this. Um, but anyway, it's yeah. yeah, yeah, we definitely need to tackle those. That would yeah, be fun I, to go through. that's yes, we'll put that on the list. Yeah, we'll, de we'll definitely get that on there. But uh, for October by October, we need to do a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, we should absolutely. do it. would be cool. We could, and and yeah, I don't know if you, it would get old for the audience who maybe tuning in and listen to us, but um, <laughs> if we could do like at least one Roger Moore, one do pick Timothy Dalton, do one Timothy Dalton, do one, one, uh, pick one from each of the bonds. Yeah. Well, each of the bonds, except for George. Sorry. Um, George gets no love. It's like, I mean, I haven't watched the movie. We'll like, give a shout out to George. How's yeah. that? Is that good? Maybe, we have like maybe a, we'll watch like, just, you know, talk about highlights from it. We'll why don't we like watch about five minutes of it and say, this is what we like the best about it. And then let's go <laughs> on to the next. 
That's right. We'll just fast forward to the scenes. Hey, he, he, he was just a blip anyway on the screen. So let's just continue yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are you ready to start this one? Yeah, let's start it. Let's get it going. All right. So I got it set at zero. Mine's at point zero, zero six. I said the horse is coming at me. So All right. Can you just roll it back to, to zero. Okay. I got All it. All right. You're at zero? Yep. All right, I'm going to count us down, three, two, one, and then we'll hit play. So, All right, three, two, one, play. Here comes the pony, or the horsey. Horsey, pony. Okay, now it's coming at me now. Fly, right. horsey, fly. Okay, Tri mine's like about mid-screen now. The wings came out. Yep. Tri-star. Tri-star, okay, all right. That futuristic font. Entertainment pictures. It's very futuristic looking. Oh, oh, look at that. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a bunch of guys running. <laughs> yeah, that's so futuristic. There's computer graphics. Bad computer. <laughs> <laughs> computer graphics by the Commodore 64. Oh, listen. By 2017, the world economy has collapsed. Yep. Food, natural resources, and oil are in short supply. Yep. Because of a thing called COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Police state rules with an iron hand. So basically, this is like a reality. Television controlled by CNN and a reality show. Reality shows gone bad. Well, this must be China, basically, what they're describing. <laughs> yep, those are some. Of course, Ray Love has become necessary. Those are some 2017 graphics right there. Yep, Bakersfield. Of course, well, I, mean, I have. I got family who live about forty-five minutes from Bakersfield, so I always, when I see, I'm gonna put on closed captioning so I can. Uh... That's kind of like when we. I, I remember like watching like when you see Star Wars now, like kind of like New Hope, or yeah. Empire, and they're showing this the technology aspect. You go, oh, it's like. It's painful to look at the graphics on their thing. It's like going, all right. <laughs> yeah, this looks like our this looks like what our Atari would look like. <laughs> the crowd is unarmed. This what food for God's sake. This they just want toilet paper. <laughs> they just want toilet paper and hand sanitizer. <laughs> so. He kind of looks like your time life operator. He's like, he's going to sell me a, or Sports Illustrated subscription. I give you the football phone. <laughs> Cold cocked, all three of them. Yeah, I don't know what the Throw heck. him out. Nope. Oh, <laughs> I 
<laughs> See you in hell. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Why they grab him again? What was the point? What did he do? What's the? Well, they were gonna. They're supposed to open fire on these rioters. Oh, that's right. I'm not gonna do it. So working in a coal right. mine. That Doc Brown. <laughs> Great Scott. Great Scott, Marty. Conchita. Yafet Kato. Speaking of Yafet Kato, he was a villain in one of the Roger Moore Bond movies, uh, Live and Let Die. No. Yeah, I guess it was Live Jim and Br Let Die. Jim Brown's in this, man. Jim Brown. Yeah. Jesse Ventura. Jesse the Body of Ventura. I think he's – yeah. I think he's one of – I think they're contestants or they're – Yeah. One of them's a contestant, I think. The other one's like a gladiator. I can't remember. I think this came out before Predator. Hey, did the thing say at the very beginning, 2017? Yeah. Okay, on – on uh, when I pull up Running Man on the Google thing, it says in the year 2000 – well, two, it just won't show it. It says in the year 2019. Yeah, I think it jumps forward. It's like – so oh, that okay. stuff at the beginning happened in 2017, but like when the, the actual action takes place okay. in 2019. Right. This credit said uh, – Oh, there, Richard Dawson. I I do remember him being at that man. Family Feud, man. What he was, Hogan's Hero, Family Feud. Uh -huh. This is kind of like his. Uh, you can tell they, they they spent every dollar on the but on the uh, production. Look at look at <laughs> deactivated Atari. It probably cost them thousands of dollars to. Oh, music by Harold Father of My, whatever his name is. Oh yeah, yeah, he did the Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop, man. Axel F, my favorite, my favorite. That's right. What in the wide world of sports? Of course, the lot, the lot, those lines. Need a lift? Oh, give you a lift. That's right. This is what beats up your Amazon tonight. What's the code? Amazon denied, denied. 
That's like what was happening with you earlier. Mm-hmm. He's like, he needs to log into the Amazon website to get his pin code changed. Hey, it's 2019, man. You know, it's like yeah, the same issues I'm having. Ooh. Denied. You finally got the finally got the Amazon code right. There you go. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Not really. Chico. He's not going to make it. Nope. Chico. And the man. Ooh. Ooh. He lost his head. <laughs> <laughs> Something I'm like surprised they didn't put that in there. I mean, really, but they would always give Arnie those crazy. Yeah. So this really, so that says based on the novel by Richard Bachman, Richard Bachman was a Stephen King pseudonym. It was a fake name. Oh. He wrote a couple of things under that name. And there it is, Paul Michael Glasser. Yep. Yep. I think even though we started at zero, I think mine's a little bit behind yours by a couple of seconds. But I, I think yours is up. I think yours is a second or two in front of mine. Okay. I'll tell you what I'm saying. All right. Hold on. The guy's running. Two guys run. Three guys run. No, I'm definitely a few seconds behind you. I think when I put on the closed captioning, it paused. All right, hold on. I'm going to – okay. Let's see if I'm back on with with you. What's the number one? Hey, that woman that was on the screen, is that the woman that was from uh, Kickboxer? It looked like her. Mm. <laughs> you guys went by. Yeah, man, we're still buying hot stereos in 2019. <laughs> you guys want to buy a hot stereo? That's how we say it, too. 2019, the year of hot stereos. Now, that looks better than the first graphics we saw. <laughs> Turn it up a little. Network, once we find the uplink to the satellite, then we'll broadcast. 
That's Mick Fleetwood. That old dude? I think uh -huh. it is. What did that trash can do to you? Gym, but sure, not a gold gym, but a world gym. <laughs> He's got his stogie. He's a butcher of Bakersfield. Come on, Mick. You can see through that. Yeah, I'm like two seconds. Butcher of He loves us. He loves us. The cigars. That was in his probably his contract. He would have to be able to smoke cigars in this. Like Bob the Builder. What is he wearing? <laughs> that is horrible. So he's Arnold's disguised as Bob the Builder. The black guy looks like Lamont from Sanford and Son. And the dude here on the left is like a really second-rate Halloween costume of Indiana Jones. Oh, Garrett's got himself a stogie. What is that, a pretzel stick? It's the real deal. Oh, it's the real deal. Mm-hmm. Just not light it up. <laughs> Bail like Arnold. Oh. Yep, that's what people looked like in 2019. All the kids in my school look like this. Yeah. My question is, is he going to kiss everyone on his way in? <laughs> so this guy used to be a game show host for the Family Feud back in the 70s. Yeah. And he, yeah. Free Steve Harvey. And he would, like, kiss every female contestant. It was kind of creepy. Yeah. He's he's British. And so he would, it was under the auspices of like, you know, he's a real charmer, you know, like a real suave kind of. But yeah, it was a bit much. Kill him. <laughs> and this is like. I I remember like seeing him be like playing a playing a dick in this movie, cussing and everything else. Like after Hogan's Heroes and the Family Feud, it was like going. It really was a good. It was a good 
at the moment for him to do something totally different. Yeah. Like the bad guy. But I guess and I guess Arnold gets to play the play the this somebody Bob the take this footage and be like Bob the Builder the movie. This <laughs> we should reach we should I do that option. Can I fix it? Yes, I can. I guess that's our, our wireless entry doors now that we got. Oh, yeah. Mm, the world of 2019. Mm. He's got a Bowflex. Impressive. We still got stockings. I'll ugly, put these on ugly later. brown stockings, but we still got them. I'll put these on later. <laughs> and that coat screams 1987. Yes, it does. Yes, it's it not. Does. It's not screaming 2019 or. Oh, it's what's his face from uh, Psych. Oh. Oh, what's his name? I forget. I forgot he was in this. That's a little more than that. True. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jesse the Ventura. And this is my toupee. If he could, if he could just say, "This is my YouTube channel," it'd be awesome. It's like yeah. you really didn't know the future. This is how we do TV, <laughs> like a cube. <laughs> Looks like his driver's license photo. Hey, you the day. Follow the money. She's an actress who did a lot of movies in the 80s, but then she just kind of like disappeared. I don't know what happened to her. She did a movie with Robin Williams. And... It's like, dude, and even 2019, we don't work out in our little 90s. I think she was the 80s answer to uh, – um, oh, what's her face? Um the hate boat said the love boat. <laughs> <laughs> the hate boat. <laughs> yeah, that's 
I guess it's kind of like the Hunger Games meets. Yep. Yeah, who's Tony, man? He's been a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's. Did you ever watch Psych? No, I didn't. I mean, I watched a few episodes. I don't think I watched. I didn't watch that. He's often. The, he was the coroner on that show, and he was really funny on that show. But, but he's been a lot of stuff, man. I know that. I, I know him. Yeah, I don't. Let me see. I'm trying to remember his name because he's really funny. Yeah, so I went ahead. Uh, For uh, Kurt, Kurt Fuller. Kurt Fuller. Yeah, he played Woody the Coroner. Oh, he's in Wayne's World. He's in Ghostbusters 2. He was, he was a bad guy in Ghostbusters 2. No Holds Bar in the 80s. What else was he doing? Let's see. What, uh, but there's something particular I'm thinking of, and I'm trying to think which movie it was. Let me see if I can uh, – See, fucking. It was in Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah, this was his first movie. Uh, Ghostbusters Two, Wayne's World, uh, Scary Movie. Yeah, he was in Scary Movie. Um, anger Management. I know. I was trying to think what. Something in particular, what do you see? I'm trying to figure out what the world am I thinking of. He's done a lot of television. Yeah, I was going to look to see about did a couple episodes of Quantum Leap. About four episode episodes of Quantum Night Leap. Rider. Did four episodes of Quantum Leap. It's not. Huh. Two episodes of Quantum Leap, sorry. Oh, he was the Tom well, Tom Cop, the TV show. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Tutu, Bill. Now he's disguised as somebody's grandpa. <laughs> you break your neck like a chicken. Yeah, he was in Shooter. I mean, I watched that. Maybe that's where I remember last. But he's one of those guys. I, you know, it's like he is. He's done enough that you've seen him in other things. Good character actor. Uh-huh. 
man Wee. now hit him with sticks way to go lady Some female lead she turned out to be. I thought, I thought I was going to say, you got the brawn. <laughs> the brains, you got the brawn. If they did a remake of this to get today, they should get Simon Cowell to play this role. And we're still doing, and we're still doing computers like that across the board on a, like we're at NASA or something back in the '60s. Mandibular restraint. Y'all play nice. Oh, 
It smells like Lysol. It's a disinfectant for the COVID. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't have COVID. <laughs> you don't anymore. Ugh. Hasta la vista, baby. Hey, the lights went out all over the world. She's like, whew, I got rid of him. I'm just going to kick back and watch Captain Freedom. On this really small television that we have in the 2019. Cadre Cola. And we're still, we clint, it goes over with the, it's supposed to be an alternate reality line where it's like, there's no, there's no 1080 television. <laughs> I remember these commercials. I'm all conscience now. Climbing for dollars. <laughs> we'll be right back with Climbing for Dollars. <laughs> that Toberman's that face. Yeah. And this guy's been in stuff too. This, this. Yeah. He's another character actor. Yep. So I did see on the Wikipedia page, apparently Paula Abdul choreographed these dances that we're about to see. Well, you know, like during this time frame, she was, she was choreographing the, the Lakers, Lakers girls. girls. Yep. So, I guess she that was her, that was her thing, man. Fly Girls of 2019. <laughs> that is kind of that's 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 pretty modern. It's the the girls dancing. I think they're like. Jocko over there with the I'm gonna throw it at the audience. <laughs> it's like an aerobics class, it's not a dance. <laughs> <laughs> the dancing <laughs> it's not their dance it's like it's the, the, the people in the audience dancing 
with them. Uh, woo! Woo! Yeah! Feel the burn. Feel the burn. Right, they're ready, well, they're all ready getting to get into the... Oh, we got Coke. We got Sprite tab. What else we got there on tab? hundred more dollars in coins. There's no Coke Zero 2019. <laughs> what is this? Although they did, she did just say six dollars for a drink. Not quite yet, but it's not even new code. Come on. You enjoy your drink. <laughs> She's sadistic. What would stop him? He he could have killed you with love. Just blue smoke in her ear. She's like, what did she say? I love watching people get killed. Some of the people in this audience look like they're there for a taping of the PTL club. Exactly. Maybe they took footage from part of that and they just switched it out. Can I make this check out to Jim Baker? The PTL club. Bubble chips. Hey, I love you. In blood. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Victim. <laughs> Don't forget to send me a copy. <laughs> Man, there's stuff like that I haven't seen in years, but I, like, I knew exactly what's coming. It's like, oh my gosh, like, Give me a kiss. He had in his contract. Listen, I got to kiss at least one person in this movie. The, the, Ben, uh, Ben Grimm, the thing. 
and there's great, there's great graphics. It's fake news. Oh, it's horrible. Fake news. They've been doing fake news. <laughs> now that they got right. <laughs> this is like footage from like six different movies. Yeah. I didn't take them. Boo, his. <laughs> Get out of here, Bakersfield Butcher. I think she's in the wrong movie. But this is like, I don't know, like his his prime man about physique and yeah. every, you know, it'll he was definitely I'm like I mean obviously he'd been bigger, but I mean just when it comes to his mood the movies and stuff, like his yeah. usefulness and you know, I've got the exclusive uh the limited edition running man action figure with him in that outfit. No, I don't. I'm just I was about to say, do you really? That's pretty cool if you do. Right. That is a pretty sharp looking. I mean, it's 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 a, a, a cool futuristic, you know, 2019 outfit by way of That's one thing they got right. There's still blinds like that in 2019. There's the blind, yep. Ben's buddies. <laughs> They're like, we don't look so good in our costumes. Like he does, it is. Lycra doesn't look good on us. They don't. They <laughs> Lycra doesn't look good on us. <laughs> Oh, Atari twenty six hundred game. I was about to say this cartridge is like it's like Atari cartridges. Oh. 
Grandma loves uh, blood sport. Grandma loves it big time. I'll be back. Not the first time he said that, huh? Ah, <laughs> nice comeback. Only in a rerun. You tell Hogan I'm the hero. What? Huh? Yeah, the rides at Disney World have gotten really crazy. It's like, it's like Disney World. My face is spreading. I'm going to hug. I don't feel so good. <laughs> yeah, which game do I want to play? Miss Patman, no. Football, combat. Centipede, that'd be great. Yeah. No asteroids, that'd be better. Oh, footage. Well, that's labeled digital video. Yeah. Poor Jim. Poor Jim Brown can't take too much of this. That's not Jim Brown, but whoever. I can't feel my legs. Oh! Oh, kiss me. I bid three ninety nine. Sub zero. Oh, no, man, big and cuddly. Sub-Zero. Is it William Fisk? Ah. Odd job. Isn't it the dude that played Odd Job? Yay! 
What did that gong do to him? Exactly. Scorpion. It's it's not the trotting man. It's the running. Exactly. I know they're like that's the most. Not the stumbling man. Not the limping man. The running man. Move on. Jesse. I got to cut you off, Jesse. Sorry. Those drones? Oh, let's get out of here. Check them. People are like, Uh, you're safer in there than you are out there with the him with the oh it's like where do you get all these old people from in the audience there's like a ton it's like they're blood hungry he's like yeah kill them What did he do to you?
There you go. Uh oh. That's my blood. Oh, that big one. <laughs> <laughs> this audience, where did they get them from? There's like one second they're sure if you're gonna like kill this dude and then he like kills them. Like, oh my gosh, he died. Plane zero. Running man wins. Yeah, give me five, brother. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Give me some skin. Let's have a moment of silence for Sub Zero. Yes. He was a real pain in the neck. <laughs> they did that in commando, man. It's like, what happened to Sully? I let him go. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, the one, yeah, the one with the boat. <laughs> Buzz off. The both. It's a two for one. Leatherface. It's the actor who, who's um like cock blockers and the Bernadad. What's his name? He's a wrestler. Um. Who's that guy? Slap if you love. Oh, John Cena. John, if, John, if this had been filmed today, John Cena would be 
buzzsaw. What you get, Amber? That's what you get. Yeah. Yeah, what's what's this traditional morality that she's been? She's a junkie. <laughs> she's a slut. Oh, did I say that out loud? Oh, that's 20, 2019 for you. If I'm just at the address, man, I'd be like going, really? I got to wear this? <laughs> like, she looks good in her. She can, still, she can wear it. Arnold can wear his, but that's about it. They could uh, get Selma Hayek for this role. Yeah, that would no, that would be that'd be just the version. I'm reading somewhere. Did you know Selma Hayek's 50? Do what? Selma Hayek is 50 years old. There he is. Jim Brown. He's trying to look like Don King, I think, with the hair. She's 53. No. Selma Hayek. Wow. She was. Uh, I guess The Rock would be playing this. I, I guess that this was like modern day. I guess The Rock would be playing Arnold's character. Dude, she's amazing. You get guys like John Cena and whatever playing these other wrestling character guys. Yep, Selma should be great at that. I mean, this this woman here in this role, she probably was like in her twenties, thirties. Selma Hayek at fifty three looks better than this woman. Yeah, I agree. And we can get and that and that and the black guy there would be that would be um, Kevin Hart would play him. <laughs> <laughs> 
It'd be Black who? Panther. Who did you say? That black, that the pudgy, the pudgy black guy there. He'd be Kevin Hart. <laughs> so Arnold would be Arnold would be the Rock. Yep. And that would be that would be John Cena right there on the on the yep. motorcycle. The uh, the geeky white guy. They could get Jack Black again. They just recast it from the Jumanji cast. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh my God, guys! Bethany. Well, we're still got cash in this society. I don't know, you know, they we ain't got it 2020 yet where we're going to a cashless society. Yeah. It's close to midnight. Now it's nightmare on night. It's like Freddy Cougar coming at They're you. They're in a haunted house now is what's going on. Well, they're in a music video is what they're in. Yeah. Not today, John Cena. Not today. Ooh. Come on, Kevin. Get up. That is so John Cena. He's got to say he's got the same acting talent as John Cena. <laughs> John Cena is probably like going, I hate you. Yikes. Oh. Get those gifts. <laughs> the running man home game. I like to supply of turtle wax. <laughs> turtle wax. Ah, Take that, John Cena. James Spader. It did look like James Spader. I thought the same thing. Oh, 
He's just playing Tetris. That's all he's yeah. doing. <laughs> Day of Reckoning, John Cena. I hated the Marine. <laughs> Give us a kiss. If you smell with a rocksmith cooking, take that, John Cena. be part of you. And this is what I think about the Marine. <laughs> That's how I felt when I watched the Marine. And then he was like, oh. I was telling I was telling my Duke students about John Cena about why I don't like John Cena. I said, why don't you like John Cena? I said, the Marine, that's the reason I don't like John Cena. I was like, <laughs> like I watched it and I was like, it's horrible. It is. It's like I'm gonna run to the restroom real quick. All right, Colin, get on. Take your take your dad's place. All right, I'll be right back in one sec. What kind of Christmas lights? What's this? His run again, he's trotting, he's not running. Run. That's like really, that's almost like Ghostbuster type <laughs> graphics. It was a shocking experience. <laughs> 
seriously, it's like it was like Auto Man slash Ghostbuster graphics here. <laughs> Follow me, light bulb. Just saying, Spader again. Now he's running. About time. Don't trot. Run. You got your stogie. I've got an ice pop. <laughs> Here's to you. That guy couldn't drive. <laughs> Go to commercial. <laughs> Boo for being a human being. <laughs> he keeps toward the he had to split. What happened to bus saw? He had to split. <laughs> oh, these are awful. That audience turned quick, didn't they? I must have missed it. What happened to the dude with glasses? Did he get killed? No, he went to um he saw the internet like the like the the internet connection or whatever it was. You know, he was trying to break the satellite connection or something, he was trying to stop it. Oh, He must have. He must have got fried. It's okay, Kevin Hart. We're not gonna let you die for nothing. Well, that's pretty quick. Close his eyes. Yeah, thank you. There you go. Wink. I loved him. Listen very carefully, sir. How would you like a three-year contract guaranteed? A cadre credit line. 
China possible? Ban is a standard deal for a network stalker. And I know real talent when I see it, Ben. And I just hate to see you get canceled tonight when you do. Say the word, man. Stop. Oh, bloody bastard. I'll tell you what I think of it. I live to see you eat that contract. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. Ah! Ah! Tell us how you really feel. We still got cords on our phone in 2019. Okay. Nothing to see here. Move along. I'm serious. This is the goofiest looking audience I've ever seen. They, you could put this footage in like an old episode of the PTL Club and they would fit right in. <laughs> Jim Brown got paid a lot of money. I hope he did. Is that Stan Lee's cameo? <laughs> I'll see you all. <laughs> How cool is that? We got those. Now that should now that should be twenty. That should be twenty nineteen. Seriously, I'm still waiting for my flying car. He said, "Crap." <laughs> Go back to bed, Grandma. I mean, who not choose? <laughs> winner when I. <laughs> that is great. That oh, I'm never. Oh. Hundred to one. Oh, don't don't. <laughs> Messed it up. The Rocketeer. <laughs> the Rocketeer. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, this audience is like, 
it's either old blue haired ladies or it's like the most yuppie looking people there is. I mean, these people look like they're, they're like a Joel Osteen's church or something. Yep. Now there you go. Remake of the running man, make Joel Osteen, the Richard Dawson. character. <laughs> I just want to tell you. <laughs> I want to go that way. Nope. I want to ride the roller coaster. Nope. Baked potato. Now, a little trot again. What the, I mean. He's like the T-1000. Yep. The running man walked so the Terminator could run. Uh-huh. <laughs> Richard. I wonder what's up here. Hmm. Maybe that could be Jessica Alba could play her. There you go. You know, I'll take some some high. It'd be still be better. Hey, speaking of that, have 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 you seen that show Hannah on Amazon Prime? Um, yeah, I saw the first season. Yeah, we're starting to watch the season season two. It's really good. Yeah, I like the first season. Yeah, it's real. I've, but it reminds me that 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 show that she was on. Which one? The one from Fox back in two thousand. Oh, Dark Angel. Dark Angel. Yep, a lot of similarities. She in an episode of The Walking Dead. What's that's what it looks like? I'm not dead yet. This is where I cook all my victims. There are no winners. Madre de Dios.
Why'd I kill that fly? <laughs> and where's the old lady? She'll get all the prizes, all the gifts. Give her the running man. <laughs> what a hot hit. He's toast. He is. He's toast. Yes. I guess it's time for me to do something about this. <laughs> Everybody's in shock. Seems to me. You lived your life like a candle in the wind. What is that, an accordion? <laughs> like, what is it? I don't need this crap. This stuff is garbage. I'm going to kill him with my bare hands. I just wish he would rip his toupee off. Yes, yeah, horrible, man. That's how Joe Osteen really talks behind the scenes. Oh, you know he does. <laughs> Get him out of here. Bible with you. I'll see you at home tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There was somebody, I forget who it was. It was like on an old radio show. They used to do a Jesse Ventura impression. And, you know, like he got really into conspiracy, or he's into conspiracy theories. And he yeah. would always say, follow the money. And so this guy on the show used to do the Jesse Ventura impersonation. Everything that he told me, follow the money. Enjoy this interpretive dance. Yeah. These dances don't match the movie at Looks like uh, Dumbledore found him. <laughs> I was busy. Don't you got a potion for that? You're a wizard, Ben.
It's the final conflict. Uh oh. Pushed your head off like a Tootsie Pop. Oh. I'm right here. <laughs> How are they doing that? I don't remember this. This is for Predator. <laughs> you promised me a three-picture deal. That toupee is absorbing most of the blows. Toupee headbutt. Oh. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> Thanks, Captain Freedom. It's not a tumor. It's called Photoshop. <laughs> Fatal error. Is like the size of a tree trunk. How does she keep it? They caught her with it. They wouldn't have let her keep it. <laughs> it's none of your business. 
It's my kind of woman. Mm-hmm. We got a Paul Abdul dance. It's a track. I'm busy over here playing Tempest. <laughs> In 2019, people know who Mr. Spock is. Yeah! Billy Wayne. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Let me hear it now. <laughs> the berets are killing me. <laughs> Viva la France! <laughs> exactly. Viva la resistance! <laughs> uh, I got the extra point. Just say, I love crepes. No, I would never say I love crepes. Say, just say it. Yes, he loves crepes. How does she take photos of that? I will not fire at helpless human beings. We're hell's angels. French edition. <laughs> She's good. That lady was giving him a stink eye. <laughs> lady. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Oh. It's Ben Richards. Opening fire on the crowd. That's. <laughs> Get to the chopper. Stormtrooper? Is that what they look like? <laughs> Hello, pretty. 
Why aren't you laughing? <laughs> oh, he's oh god, that's oh, bad. It's it's why it's tiny wise. Uh, See, there's that there's the auto man graphics going for you. <laughs> auto man, auto man. <laughs> that, the auto man graphics and Ghostbuster two graphics going on and. I mean, this dress is all like screams, like, yeah, late 80s, man. You know why he's doing all this going back in there? He just wants to go down that slide again. They're all like, did the movie just stop? Like, what's going on? The Undertaker. Security guard. You have a nice night. Tom, where were we? Ha, <laughs> 
And this is where the and this is where they got the idea for cool runnings. <laughs> Or maybe, maybe this is where we got the idea for Tom Cop. I don't know. <laughs> that's, time, that's the time. That's what happens with Tom Cop today. Behind that sign, apparently. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a ton of one liners. Money for everyone. Like, what are they cheering? Yeah, like they're glad he's dead. It's like the show's over, but it's like still a you know totalitarian government. It's like nothing's changed. I mean, he's like a folk hero now or something, I guess. But how about that trip? This is no game. Ben to Richardson. No pain, no gain. Come here, woman. Kiss me. I'm going to break your neck. Got my hand on you. <laughs> my death grip. <laughs> We don't wring your neck like a chicken. <laughs> well, there's the running man. He really didn't do a lot of running, though, when you think about it. I think, you know, the whole movie, he maybe did less than five minutes of running. Yeah, title's a misnomer. He probably did about. Like, he probably did at least three or four minutes of trotting. The jogging or trotting man. Yeah. yeah. There are several times where he did run, and I'm like, "There he was," but I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. It was not a lot of, not as lot much running as it should have been." Yeah. So you know, we're as we were watching this, I thought back to, um, some of the stuff that I remember from the, 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 sh I, I thought it was a short story, but I think it might've been like a short novel. Um, the difference was it was kind of like, instead of being like in this arena or like in this thing, you know, where he's being hunted down by these like stalkers, like there were no stalkers in the, in the book. Instead, it was like, he was, on his own, like just basically he was out in the world. And if people spotted him, they would call a number. And basically these, like, I think there were some stalkers, but they weren't called stalkers, but you could like call the authorities or whatever, if you saw him and you'd get a cash reward for spotting him. And then like some people, you know, they would get like, Oh, there it is. Choreography by Paul Abdul. Yeah. But like when he starts out, like they give him some money and they give him like a, some food or whatever. And just like 
okay, you have to survive for like, I think it's 30 days or something. And so it's all about him trying to keep a low profile and not be recognized. But if I remember correctly, the way it ended is that he gets control of a helicopter or something and flies it into the television station building where the host is and like destroys the building or something. But he dies in the, the main character dies in the crash. So definitely not the same as, as the movie by any stretch. Right. Let's, I was just thinking about the music here. I should let Paula Abdul go ahead and start her career of singing. She'd been better off singing this, this, the music in this instead of what I'm hearing. This definitely does not get us a, a 80s soundtrack. Two thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, I've got closed captioning on and just read, just seeing the lyrics printed out. It's like, this is like the dumbest song. <laughs> this like does it doesn't fit the movie. It has nothing. I mean, I know a lot of '80s movies, you know, of all kinds, did this kind of stuff where they put like some sort of you know, pop song, you know, thinking, yeah. oh, let's get on the radio. And it's just like, there's so many of them that are just so bad like this. It's almost like it, it was a song from like overseas that got translated into English. Almost, it's like, yeah. It's like the lyrics just make no sense. It's just roll the dice. This is the garbage music y'all grew up with. No, no, that's not. This is not even close to anything we grew up with. This, if it, when this came out, if I'd been in the theater, you know, if Garrett, we'd have been like, this song is terrible. It sucks. Like what we're <laughs> doing right now, it's like this song sucks. The old lady would have would have called it out. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely got an '80s sound, but it's just a lousy yep. song. This is definitely okay. Back, okay, summary of this movie. Um, you know, the, it definitely was. It had a a a much more fun vibe to it when I when I originally saw it. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't hold up well. I guess yeah. you know, especially when you're thinking about the fact that it's supposed to be set in the future, and then you know, now that we're only like a year past what it's supposed to be, kind of like it's. it's it's kind of funny to watch some of the stuff here, but, um, but the one, I mean, but you tell like the one liners that were given Schwarzenegger were hilarious. I mean, you know, it's like cheesy for sure. But I mean, that's, yeah, there it is running away with you there. Oh, John Parr, man. It's like, really? I thought that, John. that voice sounded familiar. Yeah, but that's not one of John Parr's good ones, man. It's like this. Yeah. Harold Faltermeyer did the music. Good grief! I know that too. It's like going. They really just like got. They just collected a paycheck, man. That's all. <laughs> In association that's with box old box office. Yep, I've seen that. And for y'all that don't know, Home Box Office is HBO. Yeah, that's right. 
All right, let's look here. So this was in, but this is right. This came out right after Predator. So it came out after Predator. Okay. Right. I mean, it was, it's the same year, but it came out. I mean, I guess it came out. Predator and Running Man were like the same, and both in nineteen eighty-seven. Right. I think Predator came out in the summer, and then Running Man came out in, I guess, in the fall, maybe. But Raw Deal preceded it, and then before that, Commando, and before that, Red Sonia, and then then the Terminator and Conan the Destroyer. That's I mean. So, like, you can look at that, you go, like, you know, like, cut the Conan movies got them on the map, but then the Terminator kind of kind of changed the deal. Like, Red Sonia was, I mean, like, Red Sonia was, like, okay. It was good. Raw Deal was not bad. Predator was really good. And then you get the running man. You know, it's like, but at the time, it was just, okay. it was okay. You know, it wasn't, like, it wasn't great, you know, but. It definitely was worth a dollar at the dollar theater. Yeah. Yeah, those are the only two movies he had in 87. But you know what's wild? It's just like, it's one year away from him doing Twins and doing um, – Yeah. And, but, then, but then after that, he does Total Recall, which is really good. I, I like that one. So Running Man, he, had, he did Red Heat, which was okay. Yeah, but from Twins, he went from Twins, Total Recall, Kindergarten Cop, T2. He had like those, that was a pretty strong string of movies. And then he did Last Action Hero, which was a bomb. It did. It did not do well. And I never saw this one, Beretta's Island. Yeah, I never saw that either. I was, I was looking at that. But then True Lies, which is really good. Yeah. And then which I'm still hoping a little sequel to that eventually. Yeah. But I think they're passing their, their opportunity, man. It's like, yeah, I agree. They should have done that 10 years ago. It's like, so true lies. Junior was pretty good. Eraser was, was pretty good. Jingle all the way. I, I have a hard time watching that movie. It's so yeah. bad. And then Batman and Robin, which was just a bomb of, that's about as bad as watching Batman and Robin. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. It's like, I mean, he, he, you know, he'd have a couple of hits and then he'd have a bomb or two. Yep. You know, then ones that just did just okay. Runny man. I mean, really, come on. I mean. <laughs> and that was our commentary for The Running Man. We hope you enjoyed it. We actually had a lot of fun watching it, uh, despite some of the comments we made at the end. Uh, it's always fun watching these movies from our childhood. And of course, Garrett and I have watched movies together for most of our adult life. Uh, he is not only one of my best friends, uh, he is an absolute awesome movie-going companion. So um, hats off to him. He, <laughs> he, was, he was a good sport uh, for this movie. Uh, so that was the bonus episode for this week. Uh, we are going to get back onto a regular schedule starting next week. So look for the next episode um, in our podcast series, probably a week from this Friday. 
We're going to try to get these dropped out on Friday. We do. Uh, I think it's just it's a good day to drop the podcast so that if like Friday night you've got nothing else to do and you have a copy of the movie that we're going to be doing a commentary on, you can uh, watch along with us. So, uh, as I always do at the end of every episode, I want to give a shout out to uh, Garrett's YouTube channel. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's All Things 80s with Garrett. And he's been putting some fresh content out there, some really good stuff uh, about music from the 80s and soundtracks and some of the musicians that contributed to some of the movies that we've watched. And uh, he still uh, is doing work around locations and you know, where places, uh, places that were used in North Carolina for movies from the 80s. And, uh, and also look for him on Instagram, uh, all things 80s with Garrett. And you can also find us, the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast, on Instagram at the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast. So until next time, from all of us here at the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast, all two of us, thanks for listening. We will see you soon. Take care.